Okay. We better stick to podcasts. Stick to making movies, Roberts. Yeah. All right, guys. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Let's Get Into It. Coming to you from our hotel room <laughs> in Carson City. With three hours sleep. You know the thing about production, especially when you do nights, you get off at whatever, 10, 11, 12, and you're hyped because you're off and you're excited, and then you go out. And then you go to bed at like 3, 4 in the morning. Yeah. And then you sleep till 10. And you're like, wait, and then you get up and do it again. 45-year-old man, what, what, what am I doing up till 3, 4 in the morning? If you hear a sound, it's because we're making a French press in the room here. By the way, yep. Matt Kendall stepping in. That's giving right. us some love doing the uh, podcast, you, recording Appreciate podcast. It. Can't, can't uh, thank you enough. Dude. Matt, you're out of Vegas, right? So whenever we go to Vegas, Matt's our guy. Matt's our guy. Um, no, but totally uh, appreciate you recording this for us. Uh, otherwise, there'd be no podcast. So looking yeah. look very happy about that. But let's talk about um, about we entered, we finished the second week. Yep. Of production on Feliz Navidad. I got to give you props, Roberts, before we go forward yeah, because yeah. there's been some roadblocks. Yeah. Like in any production, you've managed to stay calm, cool, and collected. Uh, I only saw you really lose it one time, <laughs> and that was before production even started. And you didn't even really lose it. You just kind of raised your voice. Yeah. But, um, yeah, you, you kind of keep it going through the uh, roadblocks and obstacle courses. Well, you know, one of the things that has really been the backbone to the production has been the idea that we're all in entertainment. You know, we all, we all feel like we have a responsibility to entertaining the world, you know, to putting product on yeah. TV, to putting product in theaters or, you know, on Netflix, however it happens now. And, you know, it was scary. Everyone got here and they were scared. Everyone yeah. got here with a little bit of fear. Yeah. Because you're living in a time where not only it's like deadliest catch. This feels not similar, but it feels dangerous. Sometimes you feel scared. You feel like, wow. And it's not just about you, right? You're working yeah. with a bunch of people, and they have families. Yeah. And I'm not going to lie. Sometimes I felt scared. Sometimes I'm thinking, well, is you know, is this something that could end me? I've, you know, I've only felt the only thing fear I feel about this because I think I'm my immune system strong enough and all that other stuff. I just fear for my family. I can say all I want. Oh, well, I don't know. I may or may not get the Rona, but if yeah. I don't know I have it. Yeah, and then I infect someone who is potentially yeah. uh, susceptible to yeah. to having a bad time with it. Then I get nervous, you know. Yeah. And um, but look, let's get down to the reality that it's with us. Yeah. I gave I sort of gave a speech on the set the yeah. other day at the beginning of the second week, and I said, "Look, you have got to know. We all have to know that next job, this is going to be here." The job yeah. after that, this is going to be here. The job after that, yeah. this might be here. Yeah. So what are you going to do? Like, are you not going to work? Because if you're not going to work, then feel free to go home. Because that's the safest place for you. But if you're planning on making a living and entertaining, yeah. uh, then let's go to work. Let's put on those gloves. Let's put on that mask. And let's be safe. Stay six feet away. I've been trying to stay as far away from everybody as possible. Right. Lopez breaks my Daddy, come look at that. I, I look at you, bro. I see you. <laughs> and then I'm going to go to another room in the house to stay with just to make everybody happy. Yeah. You know? Plus, I like to get away. You know? Yeah. But uh, you're right. Um, I got news that we're going back to Access in like a couple of weeks and we all have to wear masks. Right, everyone's, but that, that'd be okay. You guys have a very open floor and yeah. I think the social distancing is going to be great and there'll be no visitors. 
No visitors. Yeah. I mean, I don't think I have to, I don't know, in Lopez's dressing room, I don't know if we have to stay masked. I mean, me and that guy are fucking together every single right. day. Right, so it so doesn't not, matter for yeah. you guys. If you get it, he's getting it. If he's getting it, you're getting yeah. it. That's the bottom line. But um, but let's move Probably on. Probably more like he's getting it than I'm getting it because yeah, he right. doesn't give a damn. Right. Well, let's, uh, let's move on because, um, because, you know, I think it's important. I think we have no choice but to talk about the Rona. Yeah. Uh, it's here to stay. We're, gonna, we're dealing with it. And uh, we all have to work in, under very different circumstances now. And it's funny because the second week, let's talk about the second week of production on Feliz Navidad. The second week has brought a little bit more calm. And it's funny because yesterday was a normal work day where Rona wasn't really on our minds. It was right. just, you know, we kind of had the, we had other issues that normal films have. Yeah. Because everyone was so heightened the first couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, it felt like the work was really, really good because, you know, look, you can't, comp- there's no craft service table. I'm starving all the time. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I mean, I, I, obviously I'm not, I'm not going to die, but right. I, I want a snack. Yeah, and there's nowhere to get it. Yeah, I want water. I, w- I wonder. I like, want water. That's my hardest thing is the water. Yeah, and I'm trying to figure out. Yeah, no one can hand you a water. There can't be communal uh, uh, bottles of water because if you leave a bottle and you forget, and then you grab someone else's bottle, you can't do that. So um, you almost have to bring your own water bottle. Yeah, you really do. And I had mine, but I lost it. But um, <laughs> but yeah. So look, again, the first last week when we talked about this, I think we really had no idea what we're talking about. It was all sort of, oh, wish fulfillment. You know, this is all going to go away or this is going to be whatever it is. Um, but this week it's setting in that it's, uh, it's something that we have to deal with. And different people deal with it different ways. But when you come to a workplace, you got to deal with it the way the world deals with it. And yeah. you got to put on a mask. You know, in China, they've been wearing those masks for how many decades now? Right? Yeah, I always thought it was and really they all weird. Got it. So, I mean, it's kind of like, I mean, I'm not saying the masks are working, Are you a doctor? But... Because you know a lot about this. No, because... I, like I said before, my wife's a biochemist, but <laughs> the, when this shit happened, it freaked everybody out, right? Yeah. And when, I, when people get freaked out, they want to learn. And when people yeah. want to learn... They go to dive, CNN. You, no. <laughs> you dive fucking deep into it. Well, the, the thing with my wife is that she knows what's um, like the non-biased outlets. You right. know what I mean? Can, like, you're right, exactly. The things that aren't bought and paid for. Hey, we are not doctors. We can't tell you what to like or not like. But what we I can. can tell you, if you're, if you're on my set, you're wearing a mask. Yeah. <laughs> and, you're, and you're socially distancing and you're taking care of uh, your I'm fellow going, coworkers. I'm not wearing the mask. I'm going to tell you. I'm, like, I'm with Matt. Matt and I are probably the only two dudes who go old school Western. Uh, where Carson City with a bandana? Oh, when you're out. That's oh, what's bandana. Up. Right. Yeah. yeah. Same thing though. You no, it's it. not because I wear you can have of, the airflow underneath, right? But I wear a pair of chonas. That's what I do. And yours have a little brown stain. Yeah. On it, so that's what's <laughs> fucked up. And you try to claim it's coffee, but every time I go near you, you have a funky smell. All right. No more talk about the runner. We're All moving right. on. So uh, if you're out there and you're making movies, uh, yeah, there's protocols now and. If you want to see mine, uh, send me a text. You know what was interesting, or though? Send me a not mail. To or what do you say? How do you say it? Send me a DM. Or, or slide, send, slide into the okay, DM, slide Robert. Into the you're DM. getting too old on me now. You're like, send me, the, send me mail. Write me a letter and send it to P.O. Box. It doesn't Pony work Express. Like, yeah, Pony Express. I know we're in Carson City, you know, the Ponderosa, but come on. Hey, speaking of, speaking of Carson City, the, 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 you're right. They shot Bonanza here. This yeah. is the Ponderosa. That's amazing, yeah. I thought. Yeah, and you know what's cool? History. Did we talk about the guy that we met who, uh, made, a, who made a movie out here called Casino Boss? No. D- uh, Dean DeLulo? No, we met him after. Yeah, we met him after. So we met this dude at the Cigar Lounge. Cool guy. He took us to dinner. He made a movie. 
called uh, Casino Boss. Yes. And are there more productions coming into Carson City? Because it's a cool little town. By the way, great dinner. Great, great dinner. Great little private room. Amazing yeah. wine. Yeah. What was the alcohol content of that wine? Oh, my God. That wine was, I don't know. It, was, it wasn't like regular Sorry, wine. Sorry, did I drip shit on you? <laughs> oh, shit. On the brand new Sheltos. <laughs> the white Sheltos with the coffee. What the? Shh. All right. All you need, right. you need right. something it's to wipe right. it with? It's all right. It's all right. I, got it. I got it. Don't okay, worry you got about it. it. All right. Sorry. Um, yeah, that dinner was great, uh, but he did a movie. He also did some um, he's specials. Another, yeah, he's doing another one. Yeah. I was, but, he, but I think his budget is, his, 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 you know, it's in the hundreds of thousands. Yeah. Um, so I might hit him up. I, I got his info. We went back and forth. In fact, he texted me this morning and said he wants to um, sponsor – a cocktail party for the rap party on right. Friday, if we're interested, at, at his casino Well, bar. that's very generous. It and, is, uh, but it's, we're going to be in Tahoe. Yeah, so, so we'll, we'll see. But, uh, but yeah, you meet filmmakers, you meet investors in, fil- uh, in film all over the place. And this one, we were just simply getting a drink at the Cigar Lounge. Yeah. Met the, you met this gentleman, and yeah. he is, uh, you know, he, he not only does he run one of the most uh, popular casinos here in, in, in uh, Carson City, but he's also an investor in film. And yeah. Television. And he really loves filmmaking. Uh, but what I was going to say before that, Roberts, is um, we had the conversation a while back about the pandemic films. Remember, we did yeah. a whole thing on it. Yeah. And we kind of agreed on, and, I, and I'm kind of seeing eye to eye with you, where I think people aren't going to want to see the, the, you know, they want to escape once this yeah. ends, if it does end. You know what I mean? But um, there was also a conversation with somebody who knows a lot of stuff saying no. The, the the pandemic films are only going to be get, get bigger. Yeah, you know, so it's interesting. And I guess Netflix, the the movies on there are doing really well, right? Yeah, I mean, I think when this started, you know, it's funny because the culture of watching movies and getting information from movies, it's almost like people wanted to see pandemic movies to learn about the pandemic that we were going through. They were watching them because they were like, "Oh, this movie's called Pandemic. It'll tell me something," you know. And uh, I think that's interesting about that because there, there, there's there's a movie called Virus. There's a movie called Pandemic. You could watch it, and they were they were spiking. People Contagion. were like going, through, yeah. And I think it's uh, I think it's mainly because people want to get accurate information because uh, writers do a lot of research to do uh, scripts, you know, and they don't want to get it wrong. So if you watch Pandemic and you watch Virus, I'm sure yeah. that you will see some similarities and you'll get some information that you're like, oh, I didn't know that. Oh, no. And, and those writers, I've read that they've, you know, they did research all that and they're like, fuck, like, this is kind of what they said would happen. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, yeah. I mean, it's a virus, so it spreads. I mean, those movies take it to a whole nother level with like, you know, how, how, how bad it gets. But, you know, I don't know. I don't see... Dude, it's like a zombie apocalypse. Look, it's I just told you a thing. You missed it. <sighs> I, and actually, I like doing that. You know why? Because it kind of resets you. Yeah. That's the Roberts. You think about it. You think about it. But I think uh, sunshines and rainbows, dude, for me after yeah. this. I think that it's like anything else. If The Rock stars in COVID. Jumanji? No. If he stars in COVID-19, yeah. 2020. Likely yeah. people will watch it. It's just going to depend. Like, yeah, I think you have to make like, you know, I heard Michael Bay's making a movie. It's yeah. got to be a Michael Bay movie for people to go crazy. You're not going to make an indie pandemic. I'm, although I was thinking that it would be interesting to do a story about the pandemic, but it would have to be really insular, almost like you're in the mind of a family who's yeah, freaking exactly. out. 
so that the reality of what's happening is not so much m- not as important as the but the dynamic ignorance. between them. yeah the ignorance of yep. what's happening to a family and having them you know do whatever they do but that sounds really depressing um, exactly let's move on because I th- you know look this is all very interesting it's gonna be here for a while we'll talk about it again but I want to talk about Latino projects because it's really fascinating to me we're doing a movie called Feliz Navidad it was born out of the idea that Feliz Navidad, the song, is known by so many people and so popular. Yeah. You know, that we said, well, let's wrap a movie around that song so that people are drawn to the name. And it's funny because now, in retrospect, and this, this happens, and I'm sure Made in Mexico for you is going to do the same thing. After you make it and it's good, people always... Say, oh my God, I would have totally bought that. I would have made that movie, you know. And a lot of yeah. people are saying that about Feliz Navidad. They're like, it's so obvious. Yeah. Uh, but again, the influence of the Mexican American culture is very, very alive in this movie. Yeah. Um, from the music to the style to the dialogue, obviously to the dialogue, which is very authentic in terms of where Mario grew up, where I grew up, where you grew up. Yeah. These people in this movie are people that we knew, yeah. people that we know, and the vernacular of, like, Frankie uh, Quinones' character, whose name is Jesse, yeah. is like a guy that we grew up with. Yeah, yeah. And I love that about this movie, and even Paulina Chavez, who is very connected to her Mexican-American roots. Yeah. She's also, she speaks perfect Spanish, she sings mariachi music, she loves boleros, you know. Yeah. Her... Feel and influence is exactly what we want this movie to feel like. And, you know, and also it's, you know, we got Paula Hart yeah. uh, producing. We've got um, Melissa directing. Melissa, she's a really good director. Melissa Joan Hart's directing, yeah. and she's amazing. And I love that they've embraced yeah. the Mexican American storyline, you know, yeah. and, and, and you need that. You can't have someone just wanting to make a movie. You have to have someone that's willing to go, like, oh, I see what you're saying. This is what America looks like. Yeah. And let's make a movie. That includes and doesn't exclude. Yeah. Because you don't know. I don't think you watch this movie and say, oh, the Jesse character, I just don't get it. Right. There might be some words you don't get, but you'll understand the inflection. You'll understand what we mean. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And obviously there's a a demand for this, Roberts, because congratulations. You have two more films possibly in this space. Yeah. Right? I mean, yeah. And you, can we title you. can we drop name drop titles or no? Yeah. I mean, look, let's talk about it a little bit because I think this is this is a really important subject. Because um, I was pitching you stuff the other night. We were having a cigar. You're like, nope, I found my lane. I'm staying in it. <laughs> I was like, come on, dude. No, Wait till a- you see Made in Mexico. You might change your tune. No, I, I don't think I'm in any lane, but I will say that. No, I, you're in a lane. You're in a lane. I, well, I'm a high concept lane. Well, no, 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 no. no. Don't, don't, don't steer out of your lane. What's it's, my lane? Your lane right now is Christmas movies. Stop it. I'm not just making Christmas movies. I came at you with one of the best ideas ever. Pitch it right here. Let's see. I will pitch it. Let's go. A scientist uh-huh. gets a fossil uh-huh. <laughs> and finds the DNA in it and decides to bring it back to life. Right. So it's a dinosaur, and then they make a, a, a park, a, a park theme for park, dinosaurs. and it's supposed to be sunshine and rainbows. Guess what? They escape and go after people right. and start killing them. That's a high-concept pitch. If you pitched that and it didn't exist, there's no way in the world that didn't get made. No way in the world. If I pitched that, people would tell me to leave. What are you talking about? No, no, no. They would be like, oh, my God. That's unbelievable. Oh that's a great God. idea. But anyway, let's talk about this. I am not in a lane in terms of genre, but I'm definitely in a lane where I think I am really all of all of the ideas and all the things I'm attracted to have 
have have some connection to my upbringing, have some connection yeah. to my culture. Because, and it's funny too, because I'd say, I, I, I want to say this because I think it's important. I hadn't really, until I started doing the podcast, I didn't understand what it meant to, for me to be Mexican-American. I didn't understand it as well as I do now. Because the more I talk about it, the more I realize that I'm not from Mexico. My, you know, I wasn't born there. Yeah. I don't know all of the traditions. I don't know all of the, you know, I dated a Mexican girl for a while um, from Mexico. Uh, this was years ago before I met my wife. And I just didn't understand the culture well enough for her and I to communicate well, even though yep. I spoke Spanish. There was things and, and inflections and, and conversation points and, and jokes that I just couldn't connect with, right? Yeah. So when I started doing the podcast and we were talking more and more about how, um, how you know, I changed my name and, and how I feel about making movies that are Latino and all that, I started to realize that Latino movies or you know latin x movies or whatever you want to call it, or the uh, the expanding universe of ashley garcia these shows this movie feliz navidad um rick nahara's next movie which which we developed together with paula hart uh which is called uh, making spirits all of these films come from a mexican-american standpoint and it's very different yeah because i'm not saying I'm personally not saying in my statement, I'm not saying that, hey, look how Mexican I am or look how connected I am to my roots. In fact, I'm saying the opposite. I'm saying that I'm not 100% connected to what that Mexican storyline is, but yeah. I am very connected to who, what my DNA is. Yeah. I'm connected to who I am in my DNA. I know that I'm Mexican. I know that I have that in me, but, I, but my culture and what I do and the, and the stories I want to tell come from the point of view from yeah. America. And yeah. that's really interesting it to me. It comes from a Mexican-American culture. From a Mexican-American Mexican point culture of view. Or, yeah, it's a Mexican-American yeah. culture. So. so when you watch Feliz Navidad, you're going to see the colors of America and you're going to see traditions that we brought in that are not exactly all of it, yeah. but they're little pieces of it. You and know? I think a lot of times filmmakers or whoever may be, they try to capture it, but they try to go sometimes too Mexican with Mexican-American actors, and it turns off a lot of Mexican audience. Mexican audience knows – they know their audience. So when they're watching a Mexican-American movie, they're expecting to see something different like you're producing with yeah. like Lopez where yeah. he talks in English. He's Americanized, but then he'll also talk in Spanish when need be because he's communicating with somebody. Yeah. That's a Mexican-American. Yeah, or – yeah, and you th look, I'll go even, even more specific, you know – when it comes to food, you know, we all like Mexican food, right? There are things in the Mexican culture that I won't eat. It's not really like what? Like I won't eat sesos, I won't which is brain. I won't eat uh I won't eat um menudo. I like menudo, menudo even though it's well, the stomach, right? The, we got to go to the place across the street right. that place is amazing. But there's a lot of things that that are Mexican that people like tongue. I won't eat tongue. Some people do. Lengua? Uh, yeah. I think Mario does. I don't eat tongue. I'm not, I'm not crazy about it. It's not it's just that they didn't. She didn't. My mom didn't make it a lot, so I yeah. didn't. I didn't grow up with it. Now, is that? Does that not make me? Does that make me not Mexican that I don't like tongue? Makes you pocho, dude. <laughs> it makes me Mexican American. <laughs> no, but anyway, my point is that we're all different. But the thing that connects us is that we're in the United States. We are. We were born here, 
and we love the DNA running through our veins. You yeah. know, when you when you see a tequila bottle, when you meet up with Emilio Rivera, when you talk to uh, Danny Trejo, Danny Trejo, when you talk to Edward James Olmos, you feel like you're home. You feel like you're with somebody that you uh, that you connect with because there's some like deeper. Yeah. deeper connection to to your culture through that you know yeah. and that's what these movies seem to be heading towards and that's what people should be making that's what, that's yeah. what networks should be looking for that's what streamers should be looking for they should be looking for something that resembles what's happening here and a lot of times they'll ask you for oh let's do the a, a latin movie and they really want you to sort of delve deep into your latin roots the problem is that we don't we, i can't delve that deep i don't have that yeah i can give you something that i'm proud of yeah. i'm proud to be mexican american yeah i'm proud of my mom and my dad being immigrants i'm proud of all of that stuff but i am american Mexican-American, yeah. and I want to tell the story from my point of view, and that connects with a lot of people because, you know, I have, a, uh, I have an Italian wife. Yeah. She loves my culture, too. Yeah. She loves her culture. She loves my culture, you know, and I think that we can all connect on a certain level as long as I'm not saying, hey, you don't understand what I'm eating, therefore... I'm going to only talk to Latinos about it. Yeah. That's when you start making a mistake, when, you're, when you go so deep yeah. that people don't understand what you're saying. Yeah. I, I was talking to, you know, it's funny. I was talking to Peter Marietta and Eliza. I'm sorry. I was talking to Peter Marietta and Eliza Marietta, yeah. who wrote this script. And I think, you know, we were having a discussion about how movies and scripts sometimes say, remember when my dad or remember when my grandfather... Anytime I think you refer to a memory that has a cultural meaning, you exclude people mm. from enjoying that mm. because it's, it's the character's memory yeah. of something deep and cultural. Yeah. You can't connect with that. Think about one time a character said, gosh, when I was eight and my grandma came, you know, the character may be feeling it, yeah. but you can never quite understand that. Yeah. If I said, hey... Uh, if I'm Italian, I say like, "Oh, the meatball sandwich I ate the other day." You totally, you'll make a connection because you've had a meatball sandwich. Yeah, that's different. So that reminds me, I forgot to get my meatball sandwich. <laughs> that reminds me, the block. second meal yesterday, they delivered meatball sandwiches, and I wasn't there. Um, but I kind of went deep on that. But the main reason I wanted to say that is because then it's going to make sense to you what we're talking about now, which is, I, de- you know, with Mario we developed Feliz Navidad. With Mario we developed. The expanding universe of Ashley Garcia, same yeah. thing, right? It, actually, more American than Mexican in, in Ashley Garcia. Um, we developed a, a pitch that Rick Nahara wrote, which is called Making Spirits, yeah. right? About a Mexican-American lawyer who goes to Mexico to take over a tequila company and finds herself really connected to the earth, really connected to the people, yeah. and had no idea. Yeah. That's very cool yeah. because that's what happens too when you're Mexican American. You go back to Mexico and you're like, "Oh my God, yeah. everyone looks like me." Yeah. I understand that. Wow, you're giving me something that's in my DNA. Like when we were in Mexico doing the tequila, you and I, and Mario yeah. were there. Uh, Oscar De La Hoya was best there. Best trip, the I best did. trip ever. But <laughs> when when the mariachi came out to sing and there yeah. was 19 of them, goosebumps, goosebumps. Why? Yeah. Because not not only because it's beautiful, anyone would have got goosebumps. But you yeah. start to realize that's. Yeah. That is running through your blood. Yeah. That music, 
their their traditions. Yeah. You may not understand it at that moment, yeah. but it is in your DNA. And I think we all felt that. Yeah. I mean, going back when I was a kid, my grandpa and his buddies, when I would stay at my grandma's house because I pretty much lived there, dude, they would get all pedal. One guy had a guitar, my grandpa sang, all and all the same. wives would li- – and they would stay up to like 5 in the morning right. fucking drinking and singing and playing guitar. And we would be – and we were like – I was like a little kid. I remember going, just go to sleep. You know, because they were just fucking rocking out to all these Mexican tunes. Yeah. Like you were doing right before the podcast. Right. Te vas porque yo quiero. Que te vayas. <laughs> Minus the tequila in the morning. It's, it's amazing. It's, it's a really, look, it's a great feeling. Um, but that took me back to that moment. Getting yeah. back to when those mariachis yeah. came out. Yeah. That took something in my brain sparked when I heard that guitar and the yeah. horns and everything. And they came around that corner. I was like, oh, fuck. Now it's, now Dude, it's next level. And then, and then you're in the tequila, you're in the tequila fields, which is really equivalent to you know napa valley for yeah. wine and you're sitting there and you're and you're seeing miles and miles of agave plants yeah. and there's nothing you know the red rock the volcanic yeah you know clay, uh, clay all of that that's there is is part of us no matter what you say it's yeah. part of who you are it's part of who we are yeah but we were born here yeah so I can go back and appreciate it. But you, you know. could also eat Fruit Loops and watch Bugs Bunny on Saturday. <laughs> well, no. I someone mean, said it on. perfectly in, in, in the documentary I did. They were like, look, we are Mexicans, but we drive Chevys and we eat Chevy's. cereals, the right? Chevys. That's yeah. all American stuff, right? Yeah. So we, we're connected to that in, in a really weird way. But, but definitely when I, you know, when I have someone try the tequila – like I was sitting with Paula Hart, right? And I mm. said, oh, you want to try the tequila? She says, yeah. She goes, oh, I'm not really a big tequila drinker. I said, it's a lot like wine. I go, take your, take your you know, little shot. Yeah. Let's sip it. But I want you to imagine. I want you to imagine the earth that it's grown in. I want you to imagine the clay. And I want you to imagine the volcanic rock. And I want you to imagine all of this red, uh, this red soil. soil all over the place. Yeah. And then take a drink. Yeah, she drank it, and you completely felt different about what she was drinking. Yeah, why? Because there's a there's a connection to where what, what where it comes from. It's origins. Yeah, yeah, so you can taste the earth when you think about it. You, you kind of do that taste with, the like vanilla. with wine. You do that with wine. You yeah. get a night. Oh, I got this bottle from Napa. Look, at, and you instantly you take a sip, and you're like, oh, this is good shit. Yeah, it is good shit. But you're also thinking about Napa yeah. Valley, that yeah. region, what it's known for. The only time she was weirded out is when I told her take a bite of this worm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. There's that's no mezcal, worm. Yeah, that's mezcal. That's not good. Um, that's not. I mean, it's great, but it's not. That's not the point. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So I think you know, as we went into doing, uh, as we went into developing, um, the Day of the Dead script, which is making spirits about yeah. a girl who goes and finds her, you know, finds herself. Yeah. And she ends up not bringing that company back to sell. Yeah. But she brings it back. To make bigger, and she takes it out on her own. Yeah. So, and and it's it's really cool to develop work like that. You know, there's uh, there's another thing worth develop, which is you know a Latino Christmas, another Latino Christmas movie. Again, all these things with Mario because yeah. we connect on all these levels all the time. We really do. And uh, and that next thing is again with an, another Latina Latina writer, yeah. and she is Mexican American. Yeah. And uh, I don't want to mention all that yet because we're yeah. not we're not deep into it. But a lot of good stuff coming. Yeah. And I I feel comfortable knowing that this should be a genre. This should be something 
that people are committed to doing, and I'm talking about Netflix, I'm talking about Amazon, yeah. this is what they should be doing. Why? Because this is what the majority of us are. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the majority of us are not, you know, full-on Mexican uh, lifestyle here. No. Yeah. So I, I, I want to stress that there's a beauty in having two cultures and being part of two things, you know, and being uh, and, and exploring those your, yeah. your journeys. You know, your journeys um, are not only where your parents were from, but the journey that you're on right now. And that makes these stories really relatable. Yeah. All right. So I, I was on my I was on my soapbox. That was but. pretty good. Roberts. Did he convince you, Mike? I'm pretty convinced. <laughs> All right. Anyway. So, yeah, um, I think that those, that's something that people should be committed to doing. Absolutely. And, um, and you know, being out here in uh, Carson City in Nevada, um, it, feels, it feels good to be out here working and, and doing a movie. Do they do movie. a lot of movies here in Carson? Uh, dude, I'm sure a ton. Yeah. I mean, it's a cute little town like where we've been shooting those old houses and stuff you yeah. could do so much dude they're like from 1800s turn yeah. of the century hey what about another thing that was really cool you know we've been having a nice time here in nevada and the governor yeah came out and said hello because we were shooting across the street from the governor's house yeah that was cool he came out brought us 50 masks yeah he uh and little coins he little coins he i mean really very generous but they're happy to have us and we're happy to be here so yeah. it's been an amazing thing hey what's going on with made in mexico any any progress with that yeah i got an email the other day from alarcon with a bunch of drone footage that he pulled off line that we need to replicate or i need to buy it you know what i mean so yeah oh this is a good this is a good thing to talk about so when we did water and power yeah and i think even almaraz we licensed drone footage they, it, had already, it had already been shot, and I'm talking about three hundred dollars. It depends because some people, like you and I, yeah. just go out and shoot stuff. They'll get their drone and they'll go all over downtown LA. They'll go out all over East LA, Hollywood, and they'll have it there yeah. and they'll put it out there. And sometimes they'll negotiate. Some, I think originally they wanted like eight hundred dollars for this beautiful shot of Fourth of July, yeah, from the top of like one of the mountains, like over near the observatory, and you can see the entire city just. Slow mo, yeah. Um, you know, fireworks everywhere, and they wanted a thousand or eight hundred, and we ended up getting it down to like one fifty, two hundred. See, they're that's just what I'm filmmakers. About. They're out there. You know, they want yeah, they want to sell their stuff. Yeah, so. I didn't get it, but something's better than nothing. Because at the end of the day, you know, depending on your budget, that's right. You know, yeah. So. If you have a movie that you only spent a certain amount of money and it's very low, yeah, then they're going to work with you for sure. Yeah. Or you could at least ask. Well, we're going to have a couple guys try to replicate. Yeah, you know, and then if they can't do it because the stuff that Alarcon used was was really good, so um, and you can't find out. Wait, does he not know where he got it? That I don't know, but I'm in because the email went out last week, and they were gonna, you know, they were gonna. I, I gave him like a week. In fact, yesterday I, I emailed everybody or text chained everybody and said, "Hey, what's going on with the footage? Did we get this guy Fernando? Is he gonna shoot it?" And he said he wouldn't even charge us. He has a drone. He just wants it. He wants the footage for, I guess, like his portfolio. Well, if you, if yeah, if you, if you shoot something or hire someone to shoot something, you could always make that available to others as well. So yeah, if you have, is if there you have, a site, a specific site, you know, like extreme? Yeah, music there are, you can go there to? are sites, and I, I can't think of one of them. But if you go to Google and and punch in like um, licensed footage or licensing yeah. drone footage, 
you will find a bunch of places where you can buy it at. I'm sure Rich, that's where Rich And they have from. choices, you know. They yeah. have like, oh, look at all, a bunch of people put, yeah, exactly yeah. like a stream music. Although, man, that'd be, if there isn't something like that's that. That's something to pitch Russ. Ray man. Russ, come on, buddy, Russ, if you're listen, listening. We got a new idea. Listen to me. Speaking of Russ, let's talk about extreme music. Extreme B-roll. <laughs> extreme b-roll yep. hey russ we just copyrighted that i don't that, want you to steal don't it. be stealing russ we love russ you. emmanuel from um extreme music.com so let's talk about extreme music.com for a second this is going to be really interesting okay because uh joel high is our music supervisor in this movie feliz navidad we have a ton of music in it um and I had a conversation with A&E, who owns Lifetime, yeah. which we're making the movie for, and it was their music department. Yeah. And we were talking, and they were like, you know, we really want to get the Latin feel into this, just like you guys want. And I was like, great, this sounds wonderful. And I had to do it, right? I had to say, you know, they were, they were mentioning, uh, you know, how they, the uh, needle drop music that they had. Yeah. And all the stuff that they could provide. And I, I decided, you know what, I'm going to throw Russ in here. Yeah. Right. So I was like, well, you know, I'm a big fan of extrememusic.com yeah. and I'd love to use them on this movie. And they said, oh, my God, Russ Emanuel. Are you and, kidding no, me? No, no, I'm serious. He said Russ. They were like Russ Emanuel and extrememusic.com handle our library. Oh, wow. So she was like, anything you want from there, we we have a deal or we will make a deal or whatever it is with Russ. So Russ. Russ going to be all over our movie, yeah, which is exciting because you know we're friends and all over my he, movie. He, he cares he, all over your movie, yeah. Um, and uh, we love uh, extreme music, and it's just fun to continue to work with people that are at such a high level, you know. And, and he provides music for movies, for commercials, for you know, TV shows, for TV everything. shows, for anything that you, any media that you want. You go there, you figure it out, you you uh, punch in the type of music you want. I was already listening to all their Christmas stuff. They got, they, by the way, Russ, you need more christmas stuff and i suggest you get all those composers all over the world yeah writing your christmas things yeah and next year when you go and say look i'm gonna need some b-roll footage extreme music b-roll.com extreme no no extreme <laughs> b-roll extreme b-roll.com it's it got born right here how about extreme drone doc okay i just copyrighted that too Russ. Extreme, so don't steal extreme that don't, yeah extreme drone.com i like that i like that um another extreme cool- body cam.com boom this three rust can't steal those Anyway, if you need music for a network, there's a very good possibility that ExtremeMusic.com is part of their uh, family and library, and and they provide music. So make sure you ask your executives if yeah. they're uh, if they're using ExtremeMusic.com because likely they will be. If I hadn't had that conversation, I may not have known. Yeah. Or if for your 200 followers on the gram, <laughs> if you need good, go to ExtremeMusic.com. <laughs> well, look. Um, I think that the the really interesting part about making a movie during this time is that you can't be stopped. No. There's lots of roadblocks, like you were mentioning. There's lots of hurdles. Um, it's Obstacle hard. course, like Frankie was yeah, saying. Yeah, obstacle course <laughs> down the street. There's a lot of hurdles, and you've got to find a way to get through them. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I think over the past three weeks... There were moments when I just was wondering, why do I do this? Like, what is the point? Yeah. And then there's elation yeah. on, on other days where I'm like, this is the most incredible job you could ever have. Yeah. Is, create, is, is forcing uh, each day of production into existence because really that's what has to happen. You know, it, yeah. no one, it's funny. You're sitting, you're, you're sitting out there in a meeting about Corona and about 
about testing and, and about all this stuff. And deep inside of everybody, and I can see it on their face, deep inside of everybody, no one wants to stop. No, no one wants to stop making a movie. Yeah. Right? Because we all sort of fell in love with it. And, well, like you said, everyone's getting paid. Everyone's getting paid, but they also <laughs> love it. I mean, look, dude, it's June. We're here in Nevada. Making a it's Christmas movie making in the middle a Christmas. of summer. So when you decorate the set and you're looking at the monitor and you see the Christmas trees and all that shit, you're like... Movie magic, baby. Hey, and let me just say, I know we're massive on Christmas here, but uh, Tony, the, the guy who handles our props and all the stuff that was on, on, on stage, you know, mm. it was funny because we were, si- we were sitting there and we had to have cookies and baking and stuff. And, yep. you know, look, I understand what a Mexican table looks like or a Mexican-American Christmas table looks like. Not everyone does. Like, that's yep. not an easy thing to figure out. So I had to go print a picture yeah. of a table with... Mexican food on it because on Christmas Eve we have a, it's like Thanksgiving for us right yeah. we have a huge meal we invite people over it's a big party you do the Mexican turkey we did the Mexican turkey. we do the Mexican turkey we had chickens because there's no turkey available yeah but uh, we had chicken two chickens on the table put a bunch of pepper on it yeah and we had pozole right which yeah. is delicious and uh, but he killed it dude the art department on this movie absolutely got it right and we couldn't find Mexican wedding cookies because it's a really holiday thing yeah so we took um, donut holes yeah. that were frosted, yeah. and those were Mexican right. wedding cookies, and they looked perfect. Yeah. So anyway, I just want to show a yeah. shout out to Tony on the yeah. on the movie because the art department has been, you know, ready and willing. You know, yeah. I know it's frustrating when a producer comes up to you and goes, "This is what the table's supposed to look like," and you've already got the table dressed. Yeah. Right. So it's complicated, and I get it, but. When you get an art department that's like, you know what? Give me that picture. Send it to me. I'm going to go to the market. There's a Mexican market down the street. And, I'm gonna get, and they had all this authentic yeah. uh, bread and, and, yeah. and pastries. And they had flan. Yeah. You know, that, that, that was cool, dude. Yeah, that was, yeah. and, and you know what? Everyone ate it. In the mo- it was, everything was cold, but they kept eating they kept it. Eating it was like, it's delicious. Yeah. God, nice to have an art department. Made in Mexico. That was me. That was wardrobe yeah. art. Oh, that was, that's it. So, like, Matt, check this out. This guy makes a movie for ten grand, right? And I was looking at him yesterday going like, there's seven people in the art department. I don't know how yeah. many. There's like seven people in the art department. Hustling too. Hustling yeah. like to make a scene work. And you had zero people in your art department. It was yeah. just you. Yeah. And you were doing, you were producing, you were directing, you were art department, you Acting. were craft service, you were buying lunches. Yeah. I was dealing with travel, <laughs> hotels, money. I was dealing with everything. And then, okay, you got to get in your scene. Like and then I had to act next to Lilo Bronco. I love a fucking talent. Yeah, talent yeah, he's, a, he's a he's a legendary that was actor. A, like well, looking at the movie because the movie is good and I did. I mean, I'm my biggest critic and yeah. I go fuck you know. But people who see it who aren't either way they say no, dude, you help. Like it, the stress that I was under <laughs> came across on screen, which yeah. needed to be because my character is stressed out. He's being held captive in Mexico, um, and it worked. But never ever ever again. <laughs> ever ever again like what like sitting on this set sitting back there watching everybody work i'm like fuck like this is you know and like i say i pulled it off it affected my health for a little while hey sometimes but you got to do what you, you got to do, do. But, do but i love i love you turning to me going like hey um so when are we flying back i'm like i don't know yeah like there's a lot of things i don't know yeah. on, like when i'm on the set 
I have no idea when we're eating. I have no idea what, you know, unless I, I ordered my own lunch, but I don't know what everyone else, I don't know when it's showing up. Yeah. I mean, there's certain things that I can't, that I do know, but yeah. there are a bunch of things that are being handled by Gemma, yeah. by other people on the show that I literally am like, I, I've got to ask somebody. But with that said, there is something liberating about make a, making a small movie where you have full control over. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just needed more help. And I did, you know, look, I wasn't completely on an island on my own. There were people there to help me, but sometimes... I'm dealing with so much in my head that they're, I'm trying to explain what I need, but right. yet maybe they're not getting it, and I'm, I'm like, let me just do it. I'll just do it. Yeah. Like, we've been, you we've been on a, you've been on a lot of sets. We've all been on a lot of sets. What is it that you see? Have you learned anything from watching someone as great as Melissa Joan Hart, who's been in television since she was three years old, watching Mario, who's been in television since she was a kid, yeah. watching Paula Hart, who directed hundreds of hours of television yeah. and movies in France and in Italy. I mean, yeah. she's a producer that's done a ton of stuff. So you're watching these guys work and do their thing. And yep. of course, me. Right? Yeah. And of <laughs> but, course, you. It's like, you want to get a drink? Right. But, <laughs> but have you learned? Do, do you see anything that you would like to do differently from, from watching everybody do their thing? Completely. Like yeah. Lopez, I got to give him props because that guy, he comes Kill prepared. Him. He studies every night. He studies all day until he has to shoot. Like he's, 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 you know, he's 100% committed to this part. And it's a big thing for him because this is his movie too. You know, yeah. it's not like he's a hired actor. No, no he it's, created the story. He's, he's, yeah, it's, so it's, it's his baby. Um, delegating roles for people and being able, like watching Melissa work with Sam, our first AD, and them setting up the shot and and the camera guy, the focus girl, like all the stuff that plays in where all she's really got to – I just shouldn't say all she's got to worry about because she's got a lot to worry about. But just the fact that she gets to work with the actors and make yeah. that scene. You know what I mean? And, yeah. she, and she's really calm and cool and I love, I love and her Even style. under stress. Yeah. yeah. I love well, her style. You know what I think too is if you're – a lot of actors who become directors, they get it because they know what it's like to be on the other end. They they know the the anxiety that's felt there. They know like the blankness in the eyes when the actor fucking drops forgets their line. You know what I mean? And it's it's a big deal, but it's not a big deal. But she knows how to get those people into that role, and she's really talented acting. You know that scene yeah. she did with Lopez was good. So yeah, um, delegating, finding people that you could work with. Yeah. You know, um, obviously this is a bigger budget than I've worked with, but. Um, Pretty cool. I, I mean, yeah. and you do. And by the way, I'm learning every, every movie I do. I learn. I learn a little something too. Um, but you it, know also I learned, you know, no role is too small. I, I, I got a shout. I got a call, an email last week. Yeah. Mob Town. What? Which, which I had. Which a, is on Showtime. Which is on Showtime right now. Danny which, A directed. Danny A directed. Um, which I wasn't even I didn't even have a speaking role. I was like a like an I was just a, like a glorified extra. Yeah. Uh, and he gave me he gave me a lot of screen time and then he, he gave me some some lines um, that's not a glorified extra. Actually, that's an actor. If you have lines, well, yeah, but I didn't have that. I showed up to set, and they said, "Say this." And what did you say? Yeah. What was your line? I had a few. The one that really, um, w- w- when we go, when we go to app, when we go to the house to yeah. meet with all the wise guys, the at the, um, yeah, answer that call. Hold because, on, real quick. yeah, no choice. I'll take him in five minutes. He's going to take you in five minutes, home. So we're wrapping up our podcast. No, but we're wrapping up right now. <laughs> That's a phone call with Mario Lopez. Okay. Bye bye. Duty calls. Yeah. Is he okay? Yeah, he's good. All right. Um, by see, the way, I, I pulled the Roberts right there. 
but it's kind of good. It resets you. But let me ask, so Mobtown, but can people watch you in Mobtown right now if like someone said, oh, I want to see what Tootie yeah. looks like? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And what do you say? I say, I told you, this kid don't miss, huh? Hey, that that's pretty good, dude. What did I tell you? This kid, you don't miss, huh? Hey, very impressed. Is that how you said it? Kind of, yeah. Okay, like kind of. Now you probably said it better right now. I, bet I you. did. Yeah, but, <laughs> but, uh, All right. Well, if you want to see Tutty, but let in me finish. Mob Town, you're gonna go see him on Showtime. I get an email from a buddy who says, "Hey, I saw you. My friend's making a movie. Uh-huh. You're in that Mob Town movie that's on Showtime right now, right? Pretty that's good. You. And I said, I am. He said he wants to cast you. That's in amazing. His movie. And I said, really? He goes, yeah. He's gonna reach out to you next week. I said, is it paid? He goes, yeah. So I don't know how much. Do those rolls, man. Lilo Broncado style. All right. Well, congratulations. Go check out um, Go check out Mob Town uh, with Titty. His name's Rod Rinks, so you're probably going to see Rod Rinks in the credits. Yeah. And um, and I think, uh, you know, we covered a lot of ground today. I think I uh, want to thank Matt for uh, hooking us up today. Really thank appreciate you, Matt. it. Um, and, uh, yeah, well, the next uh, podcast will be when we're finished with Feliz Navidad. Yeah. So looking forward to that, and uh, you guys keep uh, pushing through the roadblocks and get your movies made, keep writing. It's all coming back. Here we go. We're the first movie out, but there's a lot of movies coming behind us, so looking forward to going back. I know Access is going back. Everyone's going back to work, so um, uh, get your projects ready and get ready to pitch. And thank you for being with us on Let's Get Into It. See you next time. It's not bad, Roberts. That's right.